homeless man on wheelchair throws out breadcrumbs to pigeon rats. They swarm and fight on the lonely stained streets. Their instinct is to eat and not to question the food, the ingredients, the preparation, the hand of the giver. Survival is their only modus operandi, not to build empires or to explore space, just to flap their wings and pick up food with their beaks. This is the season finale of Experimental Stories with your host, York Campbell. We are about to start the experiment. Put on your headphones, pull the blanket over your head, and let's begin. It was black, shiny. Two white lines went down the center. It had an 8.5 liter engine, a fantasy roadster in an aluminum body. The Viper is unlike any other American car. It features a sleek and robust design, a sizable V10 engine under the hood, and delivers outstanding performance on roads and tracks. Seamless and luxurious, control and power in a balance. The Viper slithers around the corners at 206 miles per hour. His body was frail and malnourished, an intake of substance and abuse, uncoordinated and power deficient, a lack of predictability due to his seizures. He knew he could never drive it, cannot afford his body to shake behind the wheel, can only imagine how it would feel to drive this dream machine. Hampered and besieged, his body was against him. Never knew when the convulsions will override his soul. In a nutshell, epilepsy is a neurological disorder marked by sudden recurrent episodes of sensory disturbance, loss of consciousness, or convulsions associated with abnormal electrical activity in the brain. At least he knew the viper was an animal of stealth, not bombarded with drugs or epileptic shocks. We are approaching the edge of the vortex. Remember to have your life preserver fastened at all times. Lungs in cast iron, razor blade tail, wings outstretched, expanding city blocks. Wealth of terror, slow chill of death. It moved and mimicked my every step. Legendary beast, murderer of dreams, a tower of strength, ingredients of steel. It is made of wicker, not brimstone or fire. And when you overcome your fears, you could push this thing over. Satellite images confirm that a comet is in direct pathway to the Earth. Given the scope and magnitude of this celestial rock, this poses a threat to all life on Earth. If it veers two inches to the right or left, then our weekend plans will be put on hold, including Middle East conflicts and the rising oil prices. At gas stations across the country, prices are shooting up higher and faster than they have in more than a decade. Annoying weight gain and nasty habits. Nothing else would really matter. Churches would be filled to the rafters. 
with gray-haired and flabby-chested, bikini models and acne-faced teens. A rock, five football fields long, strong enough to reshape the earth, plunging our cities into the sea and burning without remorse every tree in the forest. It's heading our way. According to NASA, three massive asteroids are headed towards Earth between July 17th and July 23rd, 2023. If any of these asteroids come in direct hit with Earth, the potential impact could be catastrophic. Apocalyptic object approaching. Scientists on the news is describing the dimensions. It's a mere miss, he reassured. Computer graphics displayed the image. A collective sigh of relief as most return to their mundane existence. Attention, citizens. You are now free to venture outside. The Doomsday Rock, scheduled to strike our planet, has thankfully veered off course. Some secretly hoped for the comet to hit, for their life of mediocrity to end in a blaze. Bullet ejected from the chamber, missing her by mere inches. No surprise, she quit the job. She wasn't hired to catch bullets. Not everyone is as fortunate. Fallen soldiers at the shelter investing their lives to help the homeless, trying to resurrect souls before the judgment, reanimating these dry bones in the valley. $12.50 per hour is what they pay me. Is it worth being a martyr? I don't have a bulletproof vest, and my name is not Kalel. I'm just a mortal, living on board time, doing my part to keep alive, a security guard, dispensing tiny miracles, making a difference within my eight hours of service. Sometimes I want to mold and shape him into my own reflection. I shall call him Mini-Me. With the same musical taste and poetic interest, to open his mind to a world of synergy, to appreciate the hidden things beyond the visible. Perhaps I'm not content with his rudimentary understanding, his stick-figure reality, black-and-white definitions of existence. It seemed too simplistic, missing contour and texture, and I feel an obligation to liberate him from his ignorance, to impart fatherly jewels into his crown. It frustrates me when he doesn't grasp the interconnectivity of it all, and rather dissect and articulate a SpongeBob episode. Time is a fragile, minuscule thing. Every minute has potential. My desire is to rapture him to the great abode, to sink deeply into intellectual fruit. Maybe I desire this too much. His soul is unique. Why should I create a carbon copy 
He may resemble me, but he doesn't have to be me, and I have to be content with that. Soft, tender, body encased in thin paper skin, there's peril in every step, and pain is a constant, leaving bruises and bandages, and his mom's tearful prayers. Avinu shebashamayim, yitkadesh imcha, tavo malchutcha, yaser etzoncha, evashamayim ken ba'aretz, et lechem chukenu, ten lanu hayom. He's beautiful, but his wings are fragile, a butterfly made to soar in cruel conditions. He was born this way, an unusual disease. David was born September 21st, 1971. I heard the first sounds of life, and he was placed in an isolator in a bubble that was a few feet from me. The simple things make him bleed, It hurts her heart to see him suffer. Why does God create the weak? A smile illuminated his origami face. A spirit of hope in his chrysalis of torment. Perhaps this is why he creates the frail, so that his power and strength will be seen in weakness. Two people have been seriously hurt after a head-on crash. Dash cam video from one of the vehicles shows a wrong-way driver slamming into the other vehicle. It happened about that could have been me, folded on the highway, windshield, shrapnel dug deep into flesh, overturned plans near seconds from death. Did his life flash before his eyes when he lost control? A carousel of moments before the impact, profound medley of thoughts when he gripped the wheel, a surreal experience when he wrapped around the pole. We all slowed down, witnessing the silent horror, grateful that our flesh and steel is in one place. This could have been me. A simple reach of a Dorito an urgent message on my phone, a small distraction. Then I'm upside down into the ditch. I did this many times before, played Russian roulette on narrow streets, came close to my demise and lived to write a poem. Hopefully I have learned my lesson since I have seen the horror in all of its glory. This experience may curb my appetite for small distractions, prolonging my Kia and my internal organs. It's time for you to break free from your shell, to stand tall and feel the wind move through your wings. You can let go of the branch and fulfill your purpose. We have come this far. Life itself is a pilgrimage, many scars on lacerated feet. My silent prayer is the land of promise. I faltered in my time on earth. I was a broken compass 
and a dwindling tree. However, grace sustains me when I fall and brings my branches back to life. My paraquin wings have finally grown, not a timid creature that I was before. Almost arrived, but still, I'm not there. Many lessons along the way. Friends and loved ones will eventually die. The longer I live, the more tears will flow. Hard to escape the inescapable things. I will be a blessing to some and a disappointment to others. If only I could glorify the one that made me. Until we meet again, or on the other side, this is a student of life. Learning to fly. It looks like we've reached the final end of our journey, at least for season one. I want to thank you so very much for listening to this show. This show was inspired by life's ups and downs, I guess. And I wanted to put this out as, I guess, as a form of, of healing for myself, of understanding my time here on Earth. I wanted to express myself in a, in a different way. And I hope as you listen to this season, you will find your place in one of these stories. I hope that whatever I said to you has made a difference in your life. And you could take what I've communicated with you to your friends and family. We all need healing, don't we? We all are broken in some ways. I know that I am. I pray to God every day and, and I struggle every day to overcome my many demons. Some days I have tremendous victories where I am on top of the mountain. And then some other days I'm in the valley. But such is life. You go through that as well, right? We all do. I want to thank the people that has helped me with this show as well, behind the scenes, giving me some, some advice even before I turned on the microphone, such as Timothy Kim O'Brien from Create Art Podcast. He helped me along the way, just giving me some advice. Also, Tiffany Christina Lewis from the Beta Reader Bits Podcast. Thank you for all of my friends on Twitter as well. Thank you for my son, Elijah, for my wife, my sweet wife, Valrika. Thank you also to my big brother, Elvis, and for everyone that has taken the time to listen to these rambling thoughts. All of the links is on your handy dandy device right into the show description. Thank you once again. You have a good sleep. And I'll talk to you in the next season. Experimental Stories is created for nocturnal creatures only. Please pass along this cassette tape to your fellow human. Good night. <laughs>